Hey everyone, thank you for joining in to the Bassam Hanna podcast. Today is a very special day because I'm not talking directly into the camera by myself. I have the honor and pleasure of having my boy Rick Dillon here with us. Uh, Rick, you want to say hi to the camera? What's up, guys? <laughs> um, so just a bit of uh, formatting news for how we do the podcast when we have guests. Uh, I'm, Rick's going to give a brief introduction about his professional life. This is an entrepreneurial podcast, so we want to get that out of the way. Um, and then we are going to go into a lightning round, which I will explain. And then we're going to chop it up a little bit uh, and we'll send Rick on his way. Sounds so good. Rick, with that, um, why don't you tell everybody about yourself? Yeah. I Before I get into that, I don't know what... <laughs> Don't mind that. I don't, I don't know well, what all this is, but we'll get into it. All right. So about myself, listen, um, much like you, bro, I, you know, kind of uh, figured out things uh, a little later on when I got, uh, you know, my real estate license back in 05, typical realtor, uh, tried to figure it out, ended up figuring it out, sold a whole bunch of homes. But what I think that I did uh, that was set me up for the future. I took my commission check because I had to build capital. For sure. Like, same, how am same. I going to go ahead and make this money? So I felt like get my real estate license. <laughs> we didn't touch that oh, yet. God, get, so that, get that capital. So I really wanted to invest into real estate. Right. So I took those commission checks. I invested into real estate. I did it at the right time in the right city. You know what the real estate market yeah, been happening been for the last for like 15, years. 20 yeah. years, right? Um, fast forward, got into a little bit of developing, not huge, not like what you're trying to do, but I, I just dabbled. Uh, but I really found my forte lately uh, into a company that I joined recently, recently called EXP Realty, yeah. uh, which is a disruptor. Yeah. I found the disruptor in my I find EXP very fascinating. Like and I have questions and I'm like yeah. suspicious, but in a good way, you know? Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. damn, I want to know yeah. more. But anyways, we'll so talk about that. So I was better that. at growing the company than I was a realtor because at the top of my real estate game, I was like top 1% in the country. But now we're like top 1% of the 1% in the world when it comes to EXP. So that's kind of real estate everything. If you That's will. wild. How many brokers or how many agents do you have working with you now? Man, we got uh, over 400 now. Yeah. yeah and we did that so in a quick crazy, time. bro. I, I met you two years ago, right? Yeah. During COVID, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through your wife, Sonia. And, yeah, yeah. and, uh, uh, shout out is, to Sonia. Yeah, again. shout out to Sonia, by the way. Like, what a, like, the connector's connector. Yeah. Um, we call her the plug. Yeah, it's straight My up. wife's the plug. She introduced uh, us, right? That's what I'm saying. And yeah, she, yeah. and we went out, um, and you told me the story. And at the time, I think you had like five or 10 agents. Dude, like it, was, it was during the COVID pandemic. Yeah, it was wild. I but couldn't to even see talk you, to people. I'm like, you want to meet up and know about this company? They're like... But just think I, about how crazy that is. Like from from basically zero agents to over 400. And it's two years. Like that's... Appreciate not a lot of people man. do that, man. We're going to talk about all of that. Cool. Um, Okay, lightning round. <laughs> you know, like we got to spice up the podcast and also like uh, we got to loosen up our guests. So this is how this works. Uh, we're going to take turns uh, firing questions off at each other. You have to answer the question honestly. And if you don't want to answer it, you have to do a shot. 
that's the rules. It's a simple game. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I don't first? know how deep you're going to go with I'm, these questions. I'm, you're prepared. I will not. I mean, I would like to think you're going to be prepared. You wrote questions down. I have three. Okay. I have I have five plus a backup in case you... I have three. I'm going to make two up on the go. I'm going to make two up on the go. I got three. I don't know how deep... I'm going to see your questions okay, first. Okay, I'll go first. So I'll go first. go first. I'll go first. So this is... Okay, so this you can only answer honestly, right? And if you don't want to answer, <laughs> I got integrity, dog. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, okay. I got you. Based only on our previous golf outings together, which one of us is the better golfer? Which one of us is the better golfer? Yeah, like who won when all the times that we <laughs> no, got out together? So, let me bring, it's a one-way answer, bro. Let me break down, <laughs> break it's a down this answer. Guy. Look at this guy's a lawyer, right? Based on our previous golf outing together. Sounds like he's doing okay. a shot. So listen, yeah, do a shot. On the 17th hole, you're like, okay, you know, we're going to be playing for something. That's not how that went. Okay, it or maybe 15. It wasn't nine. in the beginning. Back nine. Okay, was it back nine? Back nine. Okay, I'll give you that. Uh, you won. You won by really stroke two. But shot. we weren't really competing. I don't know if you're the better golfer. But, but I will answer that question. I will give credit where credit's yeah, due. The you, you hustled me into something <laughs> on the ninth hole. Say we're betting, biggest and ever. I was just shooting the breeze. He won. He won. But he's not the just, better guy. I wouldn't represent. say you're the better. I would say let's do That's this based on a hundred percent of the data points available to <laughs> Look us. Look at this guy. <laughs> True. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I want, let's okay, do it again. It's your turn. Um, I got one. Okay, go. Favorite subject: golf. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got to be honest. I'm 100% honest. Okay. And I'll call you out. I swear. Okay. Have you ever cheated in golf? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people that are going to play with you are going to watch. Oh, are going to be watching this. I, I do my shot. <laughs> Okay, you want to play games, eh? <laughs> All right. Uh, who cries more in movies, you or Sonya? Me. You bitch. Okay, go. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 100% me. Okay. She's heartless. <laughs> no. no, definitely me. Um, you sold the company, right? I did. How much you sell that company for? Uh, that's not... Uh, what do you mean? Like, that's not a, I didn't sell the company. I just drink a shot. No, I like, what are you trying to ask? I just want I you know, to drink. No, you drink a shot. Um, I did sell the company. We, us and all of our investors, uh, made a significant amount of money. I think that's a shot. No, that's bullshit. You didn't ask the question. How much did I sell it for? It, when we sold it, it reached a valuation of like, at the time we sold it, something like, like three, $400 million. But then it went up from there. So, you know, you know what? That's not a shot. We got a cheers. We got a cheers to that. Cheers to that. Yeah, we got a cheers to that. That's something. That's something. I'm proud of you. Cheers, cheers. Thanks. Cheers to that. That's good stuff. Okay. You're living in your dream home. I am. Thank God. Was there ever a point in your journey? Because I know how much you and your family love this home. Yes. Was there ever a point in your journey where, like, why did I do this? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot At of times. point? Like, it's like all the uh, renovations and we, stuff like that? Every time that we walked through and it was still under construction, the size, we're like, on paper, we thought we were building something. When you build that out in scale, um, it was huge and it intimidated us. But then once we moved in, it was like, man, I can't believe we, like, we feel very at home and we love it. Spell initiative correctly on the first try. 
I-N-I-T-I-A-T-I-V-E. Boom. Yeah, that's impressive. I don't think I could have done it. <laughs> there you go. So now that I got it right, do you got to drink a shot? No, that's not how this works. Okay. I got to get a creative shot. I got to make this up. Uh, you're definitely going to do a shot. I have, on I have last one, one in here. I don't want to ask no, you. No, we're almost on our last ones. It's too. It's too. It's no, too get, go for it. Go for it. Go no, no, I'm not going to ask you that. Because that's going to have one that's offensive. I don't want to do that. I'm about to ask you an offensive one. If you do that, I got it. Okay, go. I just want you to drink this shot. So tell me. I'll hold it just for When? What are you getting your wife for Christmas? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> when i buy you a drink 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 it up mm-hmm. well, that was a good one that was automatic okay i got you along those lines you have two boys right <laughs> which one of your children do you love more <laughs> how dare you bro Oh, oh, sometimes the shot's better, right? Oh, my God. I remember back in the day when I used to go, like, when I was a nine-to-fiver. God, I'm so glad I'm not a nine-to-fiver. But like, I can't yeah, do I used it. To do I cannot do that life. The nine-to-five life. It's, if, if it's for you, that's amazing. I just Don't I judge do me. It. I tell my kids not to be nine-to-fivers. I teach them about entrepreneurship. I said, listen, you're in school. Old, that's cool. That's cool that your kids are old enough to, like... Receive that. I subliminally tell them. Yeah. You should ask me to spell that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, bro. I subliminally tell them not to be a nine to five. But they see you working. Like they're they're watching you. My and wife Sonia. and I are like both, not, entrepreneurs. both Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. they're in a blessed house, bro. Your kids are gonna do very special things. Yeah. I've met them before too. They're yeah. like so I think I need to vo- thank you. Yeah. I think I need to voice it to them because if I had a if I had a I wish for them it would be to be an entrepreneur. You always bring it home. You don't take it away. Your weekends are not really your weekends. No, there's no such thing. I get all that. It's probably more work. At the end of the day, more work, less work. You're building your empire for yourself. You're creating something. And it's that journey that I feel either be an entrepreneur or be an intrapreneur. What I mean by entrepreneur is if you're going to work at a company. Yeah. Be the G, like work up, make a difference in that company. Yeah. Like you what's don't that? always need to be the top of the pyramid. Like every block matters. And if yeah. you do your job right, like the pyramid grows. What's that guy's name? Um, who's the owner of the LA Clippers? What's Scotty Bowman? Scotty Bowman, I think, right? The Clippers? S- Clippers, yeah. Balmer. Balmer. Steve Balmer. Steve Balmer. Scotty. <laughs> Yo, I'm a Raptors fan. Come Bro, on that's, that's, I'm a Raptors fan. Oh <laughs> what did I say, Scotty Bowman? Scotty Bowman. Okay, anyway, Steve Balmer, right? <laughs> yeah. So Steve Balmer, billi- a billionaire, right? Yeah. But he number, started as a number two he, he started as an entrepreneur at yeah Apple. that's true that's right? true and he worked his way up he bought a share so do that if you're going to do that build something be become a part of it did you bounce around a lot in, in like in your jobs no, I think before what you you're saying is you just you just bet on yourself you trust I, yourself i the would most. trust myself man if i if i would rather shoot that shot and miss and live with the fact that i missed it then this is this is the first time in my life bro that um I'm betting on myself heavy yeah. because I built that capital betting on real estate. Right. I'm actually, for the first time in my life, not putting all my capital in real estate and putting it back into my business. Which is in real estate, but it's different because you're betting on putting ops. putting it on me. Yeah, you're betting on ops. Right? You yeah. put it, either you put it on your business or you put it in real estate or whatever you're good at. Sure. Um, but I... 
resonate with that because we have a lot of the same in us. Um, okay, tell me about EXP or tell the world about EXP that doesn't know because when you told, okay, I'll tell you something. When you first told me about it, like when we were golfing, I'm like, yo, this guy's in a pyramid scheme yeah, and he's yeah. going to get fucked. Like yeah. it was like a whole, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. I f but then I, I have been watching and getting proven very happily wrong yeah. throughout the process. Uh, say it in so your own words. I, I like, <clears throat> I've been that guy that, um, has been out there in the community and stuff like that. So I've been approached by like Amway and WFG and these pyramid kind of things that you're talking about. But this was in my industry. And actually, when you understand it at a high level, it's not that. Uh, what Glenn Sanford, the creator of EXP, did when it comes to that portion of the company, he did a few things, but this thing in particular, he actually got rid of the franchise model. So okay, if you, you wanted you, to open, can you dumb it down for me? I'm gonna dumb I, it I'm down. Not, I'm not. I'm gonna dumb it down. I'm okay. not a real estate okay. agent or, or, okay. or a real estate. You broker, know how so. people open up a Tim Hortons? Yes. Okay, they go get a franchise from Tim Hortons. There's like the corporate parent, and they they send you. They say you can open in this location, and then you run that location. McDonald's, for them. Tim Hortons, yes. same thing. Yeah, that's a Remax. Okay. Okay. So let's say you open. They break up the country. Yeah, and I'm not saying Remax. I'm just using Remax as an example. All right. Could be Remax was one of the Actually, Remax was one of my favorite companies. I'm not gonna lie i'm sure they're great in my journey it was but so the point was so let's use the remax as an example say somebody wanted to open up a remax or a royal Pedro century 21 it's like opening up a tim horns okay you open up a franchise you pay the franchisor you're the franchisee which gives you the right to grow the remax which is growing realtors right okay 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 you're in hiring your realtors. Hood, in your box in your box okay what glenn sanford did boom he got rid of the franchise model. Okay. You can't have an EXP franchise even if you wanted to. So what he said, every agent that partners with me at EXP is already an owner. Got it. You help me grow the company. And the more people you help me grow, I'm going to pay you. Okay. No franchise fee, no $300,000 to buy it. Nothing. So entrepreneurs like my mentors and myself, we took this and started a business out of it. Right. There's a lot of money to be made in RevShare. I'm not going to share it, but I showed you on the golf course. Yeah, that was my last question, by the way. Go ahead. Show me your RevShare. I'll show that. Show me. Last time I saw this number, it was like $10,000 a month. Yeah. Passive. Passive. So how are you? And that was like a year ago. Yeah. It's at least four or five. It's like four or five times that now. God bless, bro. Okay. That's a cheers. Right? That's but but that's that doesn't count all the real estate I sold. And yeah, all of that course. The of commissions are yours. And yeah. One of my mentors at this is me. That's you growing. Th that's like, can I describe it in like layman's yeah. terms? Okay. So if uh, somebody recruited Rick, they get, there's like a pool of commission that goes for like the recruitment process. They get a piece of Rick's recruitment and then Rick gets a piece of everybody he recruits under them. And that person gets a piece of everybody that Rick recruits under them as well. Yeah. So basically they got replaced the broker owner with agent ownership. Got let's it. go back to that Tim Hortons. Yeah. You opened up a Tim Hortons. Let's equal that into a, uh, a brokerage that gives you the right to hire real estate agents. When those agents sell houses, mm -hmm. you get a piece of it. Right. He replaced the broker owners with realtors. Got it. It's friggin' phenomenal. He's a genius. You know, very uh, once in a lifetime. How are like companies like Remax liking this EXP model? Because it's kind of like, is 
not good for their business or it's great to have more agents or what's the deal? Listen, you know what? Anytime a disruptor comes along, yeah. people that invested so much in a company, they're not going to like it. Like a picture when like Ubers first came out, taxi drivers like, you take an Uber, they're not insured, you're going to get kidnapped. For sure, for sure. The bad part about it is the part that I don't like, just be tasteful about it. Yeah. There's a, there's a new product in town. You're still going to keep your share. For the people that want to come to EXP, let them come. I don't like all this bashing. Like that whole pyramid scheme thing that's coming, it's coming from broker owners. It's coming from people that are like spent so much money in doing the same thing. This guy came on. He actually created a union for realtors. Check this out. Ready? Tell me, bro. Yeah. Tell you're, me. You're, hit me. you're, hit me you're a top realtor. You, okay. Bassam's a top realtor. Damn right. Okay, yeah. If you were, <laughs> how'd you realize that license you would? Sell the shit You're out of a top things. realtor, and let's say you sell 100 homes a year. Is that That's good? That's pretty good. Okay. And the GTA is good. That's fire. Because 100 homes a year is like, you know. I, I have no, I'm, I'm 30, so $40,000 so average commission check is pretty good. Okay, wicked. Okay, okay. So now, let's say you sell 100 homes a year, you're a top realtor. Yeah, it's good. Okay, so now watch this. What happens January 1st of the following year? Do it all over again. My man. Yeah. You're on a transaction treadmill. Yeah. Now, let's say you do this for 20 you years. You sing for your supper. Oh. You like that? You got to sing for your you supper. You got to sing for your supper. Yeah. So, this guy came along and he said, like, let me give you an exit strategy. Let me give you a future plan. Watch this. If you grow revenue share... You enjoy it for your life. You enjoy it for your retirement. You can will it to your children. So that revenue share that I showed you, if I pass away tomorrow, I can will it to my children. He, um, one last thing about this guy, Glenn Sanford. I've been into talks when I was at Remax. Um, David Littiger was on stage. I've been into Keller Williams talks. Gary Keller was on stage. Gary Keller was probably one of our biggest agent attractors because he went on stage and he started bashing exp and everybody was like what is What's this exp, EXP? <laughs> so Don't thank you himself. gary keller but um these guys are on stage and realtors respect the fact that they're the owners of the company or whatever when glenn sanford is around at an exp conference Realtors go up to this guy and literally cry on his shoulder. He's made bro. them. He's created made people. He has changed a realtor's life. So forget about what you know. It happens know. every month, right? Like I, the my, clockwork. See, that's bro. Recurring cash flow is the name of the game. Like even if you have a ton of investment dollars, like think broadly beyond real estate, beyond everything. Just like if you have money to invest and you put it into something, what your goal is, is to create recurring cash flow. But how about if you could do it with zero money down? I mean, listen, that to a lot of people, that sounds like manna from heaven. Like I'm, I'm not kidding. Right. It like is. there's a, I'm not lifetime. an EXP anything. I have, I have, I support entrepreneurs and I want, if you're trying to get rich or like make a better life for yourself and any of these conversations help you, man, reach out to Rick, reach out to EXP, reach out to Remax even, bro. Like whatever you it is. You know what that I respect is. about you? You don't even have your real estate license, but you're a business dude and you understand entrepreneurship. 
And you always check in for me from time to time, which I appreciate, by the way. Likewise. And you're like, hey, how are things going? Hey, I see you going this crazy. I did an event the other day. I saw that. That was actually wild, bro. I want to do one of those. Yeah, we'll do them. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about that. I want to hear about that next, but let's finish the EXP thing. Yeah, we can do that. I can talk about EXP all day. So I got a friend of mine um, who was my biggest influence in EXP. He's, uh, <laughs> his name is Jay Kinder. Check this out. J-A-Y. Last name is K-I-N-D-E-R. Right? But this guy's got heart. He's got Punjabi blood. So you know what I named him? Jakinder. <laughs> Put oh, them God. together. Jay Kinder, Jakinder. I can't even That's my it. name for that boy. Jakinder, what's up? But... Because Punjabis wear their heart on their sleeves. and uh, But the point is, this guy, I respect him because he was the one that was able to articulate this model to me correctly. My man's making like half a mil over Canadian a month. Yeah, passive. That's wild. Moved to Puerto Rico, living his best life with his real estate license. Come on now. Honestly, man, like as long as that real estate train keeps moving and we both, I believe the real estate train never stops moving. You know, sometimes it slows down. Like I think in a recession, less transactions happen because people want to wait for top dollar. But there's even the people that want to wait, sometimes can't wait. And those transactions got to happen. They got to sell. Like the real estate market's always moving, which creates like the demand and where we live in Canada, like there's always immigrants wanting to buy more and shit. So there's... There's always a demand for what you do, right? GTA like, is untouchable. It's wild, bro. It's like, it, like I know people don't, we are like New York on or the San Fran. What's, what's your take on the market? Uh, bro, I'm the host. What's your take I'll on the market? Oh, what's it, my take on the market? Yeah. Um, no, I'll tell you mine. I'll tell you mine. Um, yeah. No, I respect your, you, yeah, you know, go, your, do your thing. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, what is your take? You see this more than I do, man. I'm, I see it on a different side. I see it on I the think, development I side. I think, I, yeah. True. I'll tell you about that after, but tell me, what's your take on the market? Um, just being on the front line of it all, I feel that, um, I do feel that this situation where inflation rates are high and interest rates are high, yeah. you can't take that lightly. That's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I do think you can add an extra zero in your net worth if you do it properly. I agree. I don't think you can do it in the GTA. Yet. 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 I think that, uh, you know, you're better off looking where the market actually hits. Man, the GTA, the problem with it. So, so the number that I watch is months of inventory. Okay. So the whole time that this has been happening. Yeah. Interest rates going up. I've been watching. So there's something called panic mode, right? Right. Panic mode is when everybody starts selling. So what I was watching is how many people are going to start panic selling. Because the, the essence of the real estate market is demand and supply. Okay. Okay. But if supply is not going up, there's not going to be huge price. Out. Prices are dropping, but there's so much money in the GTA, bro. I don't think- Coming in every day, bro. There's planes of immigrants coming into Pearson. 500,000 every year every for the year. next three years. Yeah. So you know what they do here? Market's not good. I'm not selling. Yeah. That's why the city is becoming untouchable. If that inventory was going up, then prices would come down because more supply than demand. But that's going to happen in the U.S. I think U.S. is going to hit 
another bottom. I think it's I think so too, but that's a great bottom. time to buy, man. We're foreign buyers. When the US drops, the Canadian dollar and the US dollar go closer to parity. And then just so you have more buying power and the prices are cheaper, they go below replacement costs. Bro, Bro, one of my biggest regrets, you, you, just, <laughs> you just hit the nail in the head. One of my biggest regrets was 2008. Man, my favorite time. Right? Yeah. I never had money back then, dog. I made somebody else money that time. I made a lot I was, of people I was money. cool with it, though. I learned a ton. And I was like, yo, in 10, 15 years, when this happens again, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready. So I'm ready. I'm ready. So I'm like, I, I sold a lot of my properties. And yeah. I'm a cash heavy. I was waiting. I kind of timed this thing. Um, I'm really happy about this moment. But I do feel. Yo, like sidebar, like the only type of like. Per, if you're also ready, please reach out. We can talk, you know. Because I'll tell you something. What you're thinking people should pay attention to. Because when somebody's successful, you, you're, you're, you, you made your money in. Um, cannabis. Cannabis, right? This is the house that cannabis built. You yeah. invited me to a party. Oh, we went to the stop. Raptors game. No, no, no. Like check this out. Like, yeah. You turn red still? Yeah, a little Let's bit. See. All right. It's all, it's so you invited me to a party. We went to the Raptors game, right? Hannah, Sonia. Yeah. You and I are wise yeah, yeah, and us, yeah. right? And <laughs> we ghettoed out, but it was good. We yeah, couldn't we afford the front row. You, <laughs> you know what I love about you? You sold your front row seat so you can ghetto out with me and my no, wife. Because no, no, we couldn't no. get We tickets. couldn't get four seats together. So I, we sold our tickets so that we could go to watch the game at Real Sports. Real Sports. But we had fun. <laughs> it was so good. And then we went to the after party, which was a, was that a cannabis kind of thing? Uh, it was actually a blockchain thing. Like it had nothing to do with cannabis. There's cannabis people There's there. a, lot, There's of a lot of cannabis people, people there, dude. Somehow they're connected. Uh, you know what? You know what? Uh, one, one thing that I owe a lot of success to is I'm a good student. And a characteristic of a student is being a good observer. I was watching how those cannabis people approached you. Um, and you were so humble, dude. You are one of the only guys that cashed out at the right time at the peak. Because now that cannabis shit isn't down. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. I've, I've taken my fair share of losses in cannabis too, but I was blessed enough to... Pull out when that deal came up. Yeah, you you, did you pull out, bro? You got you got no one to pull out. I know how to pull out, bro. I don't want to. The pull out game is strong. <laughs> was there ever a time where you're like, I'm not going to sell, or uh, or whatever you did? I I had a like big existential crisis after I sold. Like, I went through depression, saying like I shouldn't have sold. Um, Tell me about that. I. When you build something, imagine I took EXP away from you right now. I gave you all the money that you ever thought you wanted, and I and I and I substitute EXP with money. Then what do you do with the rest of your life, right? Like what? What's how's your baby? It's like it, it is not selling a child, but it is selling a part of you that is that you spent a lot of time and effort and like sleepless nights and, and sacrifice, everything goes into the, creating something successful for it to be truly successful. It takes a piece of you, right? Like it, it, it at least for me. So when you sold this, like now what? I, I was so hyped about selling and like making my childhood dreams of money come true that I, I was like, Oh, like, fuck it. Like, don't even think about that right now. And then literally it happened. And then you're, and then you're like, now what? What have I done? Obviously, I don't regret any of these decisions, but um, I would think it. I think about it twice. You know, like if I wouldn't sell Omega so easily, I, and anything else that I start, I would. I if I don't have to sell it, I don't want to. I love these things. These are. 
They're Don't, great. This was the first time in this whole interview I forgot the cameras were here. Really? Yeah. That was deep. It's deep. Yeah, that, yeah, was, no, uh, that was good. That was, uh, I mean, okay. So then it's not really about the money. You, know, you want to say something? But no. Quick, it's quick. Good, bro. Flow, it's flow. not really about the money. It's about the cre- creation. Uh, there was a quote. Are I you read. passionate about what you do? Do you, do you think about money? Is, like, is money your driving force anymore? Bro, I have enough money where I never have to worry about money. I'm not like the richest guy in the world, but I, I'm not the poorest. I it, It's never been about the money for me. For me, uh, my brother passed away in 2011. With I didn't know cancer. you want to talk about that. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. He, he passed away in 2011 with brain cancer. I held his hand when he passed away. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. So he was on life support and all that stuff. But it's tough. It was actually, uh, I'm going to switch that. It was very tough, but it's been a little while. It was actually my greatest gift for two reasons. A, I have an angel now. And B, um, it really showed me the importance of time it's not money that we're after we're not after financial freedom we're after time freedom so now what True. i was like i just use money as a commodity so like i have that little uh, mm-hmm. that little fire in me that's Score like card. yeah so it's like if it's about money then let me get this money if the rules of the game is about getting money if that's what's gonna buy my freedom then fuck it let me go get this money Okay. Right? So we get this At money, now expense? I buy my time. At what expense? Would you do anything for money? No, you got to do it I'll with play it. a game with you, bro. I got one more question. No, I, got I would more, actually, I would do I very few things for money. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, okay, so the, the, game, the, the rules of basketball are certain rules. The rules of monopoly are the certain rules. I just understood that money is a barter system. Yes. Money gets you... It's paper, fucking burn it, but money gets you what you want. And what I want is not Ferraris, it's time. I want to be able That's to go great. on vacations with to, my it's wife. It's expensive. Exactly. Yeah. I want to be able to go, I don't want to miss my kid's basketball game. But don't you find that the more successful you become, the less time you have? But you learn to become a little bit more efficient. Yes, I agree. Right? E- efficient or like look what like, we're doing. What is this? We're like, like fuck it. Monday like, and twelve. I, I don't. I don't care. To, you work when you want to work. Like, I, you know what? What it allows you the entrepreneurship lifestyle with all of its. It is not perfect, and it and it is painful a lot of the time. But I think that there is the ability, the freedom to say no. I don't want to do something is worth a lot to me. It's worth more than almost anything to me. To be like, no, I don't want to do this. Or you need That's to leave. Very or you, you need to like, or I just don't need to be around you anymore. Or whatever the scenario of the no is, that to me is like, that's the best part about this whole experience. I'm like, I, you, you're in control. Okay, let's play a game. Let me take you back to a time, whether it was school or a nine to five or whatever it was. Okay. Okay. Did we do our other shots? No, bro. We finished Why do I want another shot? Yeah. You're killing me. Okay. <laughs> listen, listen. What was school? What was school or a nine to five? Yeah. That I'm gonna give you, let's go back, okay? I'm gonna give you that feeling of being very ecstatic on a Friday evening. Yeah. Because you were done your work week or your school week. Friday. For sure. Right? And that sinking feeling that came into your belly when it was Sunday evening. Yeah, you don't want to go to work anymore. You don't want to go to work. 
and that horrible feeling when your alarm clock rings on that Monday morning when you got to wake up when you don't want to wake when you up. Pre -wake you pre-wake up. No you know, you wake up at 4 a.m. because you know, you're you, so you know, happy. <laughs> like, I got two hours of sleep left. And then getting on the Sky Train, the Go Train, or, or driving is, yeah. to work. Man, the reason why I preach that to my kids is because I don't want them to live that life. They only got one, bro. They just got one life. Death makes you realize that exact point. Like, you, like, the things you care about, the things you stress about day to day, often like it's in your own head, you know, and like no one else cares. Um, I'll tell you something about this podcast. Like I sweat this podcast. I, what do you mean? I, like, I don't, even though I believe we are both very social people and like, I, I think that I, I can carry on a conversation. I've, I've lived a life of like burying or not disclosing my feelings or anything to be like, I'm not a public person or I'm, I'm typically not a public person unless I've been drinking, but no, I'll tell you the answer to that. Okay. It's because you've done what most people want to do and you're humble. I want to share. I want to share. No, you want to this share. Is, this is real. This is, these are, these are, we are two people that, um, I will 1 million percent guarantee 0% of my high school teachers, maybe one, Mr. Lee, Mr. Greg Lee would have bet on me to succeed. Um, the vast majority of them were like, yo, this kid needs to like get a, get, get a wood shop job or whatever. Not that there's anything wrong with the trades. Um, but like they were, they discounted and dismissed because I didn't take myself seriously. I didn't do like you, you eventually the path to success is accepting that it's up to you and not somebody else. And it takes a lot of people, a lot of time to figure out that dynamic. But this thing speaking out in public is very uncomfortable to me. But the information that I know gets transferred when you and I have a conversation maybe is picked up by somebody that hears it and becomes the next better version of what we are. You owe it. You owe it to the younger Bassam. You, yeah. you owe it to that kid that's a younger Bassam that actually listened to that teacher when that teacher said, you ain't going to become nothing. You owe, you need this platform for them. You need this platform for, so they can say, Hey, you know what? Like I can do this. So it's really about inspiration. Do you, when we, when we come back here in a, in a year, how many agents do you have? What's like, what's the goal? What's the driving force? Is it agents? Is so, it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right now it's agents. But, um, one of the things that I pride myself on is being a few steps ahead. Okay. So anybody that's watching this podcast, I, I recommend you two books. Yes. I never read in school. Yeah, here we go. We're going to do some homework. Principles by Ray Dalio and The Next Five Moves by Pat Bet David. Patrick Bet David, right? Yeah. So, don't like be 100% sure about these names because like Steve Ballmer, remember? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, what did I call him? Yeah, I don't know. Scotty Pippen? Scott, yeah. <laughs> Scotty. But you get the story. Uh, so... The actual end goal for what you're asking me is to become the bionic man. Okay. I want to make my money now. 
So in my fifties, I can do like the oxygen therapy, the stem cells therapy. You're going Botox. Shifts. You're gonna go like Botox and I'll hair. Do all that. Turkey? Is oh, we're rocking turkey. I, I don't just want need friends, bro. I just Dude, need friends. Some guy asked me, he was, I'll do the man. tattoo thing for free. Because no. he wants up no, his no, business. No, no, no. I don't. I, I'm not you know what? That. I've seen it done well like two times. I've seen it done poorly a hundred times. I'm good. It's not about aesthetics. This is just about longevity. Because yeah. I'm a late bloomer. Okay. I wasn't born with a silver spoon. Either were you. Yeah. And I finally. It doesn't make us late bloomers. We just had a different path. I like it. Different path. Yeah, I like we're it. We're not late. Yeah, yeah. Different, different There's path. There's not a time. So one thing that I'm, but I'm an observer. One thing I see people in their 50s and 60s, 70s. Yeah. They let themselves go. Their knees hurt and all that stuff. It's because they don't take care of their health. True. So actually, you asked me what the end goal is. It's not age. It's the age. The end goal is to build enough passive income. So during my later years, I can work more on giving back and my health. That's when I'm going to write the books and go on top of mountains and yeah, do those okay. spiritual things. Whatever the hell people do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> bye, and, bye, but bye. I need my health in order to do that. I don't want to worry about money. Yeah. That needs to be taken care of. That passive income stream needs to be taken care of. So right Maslow's now- Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like you got to take care of your food and your sustenance and then- And then it goes to self-actualization, yeah, exactly. self-love and all that yeah. kind of stuff, right? First it's just safety. I survival. Think survival. Yeah. Yeah. So actually that's the end goal. The end goal is going to come from health and spirit. And right now it's wealth and relationships. But for the next couple of years, it's, I'm gonna get a hell of agents. Yeah, growing agents. I'm trying bro. to get. I'm trying. You know what? If you try to get in this game, contact my boy Rick. Yeah, I'm trying to. You know what? It's like it's funny because I'm 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 lucky enough to be part of an organization where I get paid for bringing real estate agents to a place that's better for them. I think the fact that you're providing an alternative. Uh, is enough to pique people's curiosity and then they will they will ask their questions and no you can't convince anybody to do anything they convince themselves i was speaking in front of about three four hundred people the other day yeah this guy went full you went grant cardone on us I very quickly quickly very quickly because my uh anyway before i forget one of the things that i said I'm looking for that young Bassam, by the way. I didn't say that on stage. So one thing of that thing of like why I was so powerful in my message in young me. Bassam I don't know how people. I don't know how people took commodity. it. Yeah, he wasn't. He I don't wasn't know as how refined. people. I don't know how people took from a message. But one thing I do when I'm on stage, I'm like, I'm not looking for everybody. Right. I'm looking for that somebody. I'm looking for that somebody that needs to hear this message right now. For today. sure. You know, I'm not trying to be all things to all people. I'm done with that shit because I want people out there that resonates with me. Who says you can't be a bald guy that wasn't, you know, coming from the best. We had great upbringing, but we didn't have a silver spoon. Let, let's be right? more candid. There's not a okay. lot of like successful brown people in Canada yet. Yeah. Like our generation, we were. But who says, who says you can't look like us, people. listen to freaking hip hop, drive in the summertime, fucking drive your car with big music, loud music, roll your wheel down and not be a multimillionaire. Why? Why does it have to be a, a white collar thing? So yeah. I'm looking for, I want to, I want to talk to those people that think that they don't fit in that mold. And I think you're really doing the same thing. 
with this podcast. I don't even know what I'm doing with this podcast, but yet, yet, to be honest, I, I like speaking super candidly. I, I was like, some, I think people would like to hear these conversations. Um, professionally, what I'm trying to do in the next little while, I can't even talk about. It's so weird. I'm applying to get my exempt market dealer license. I've told you about this a Let's few times. Let's talk about that because yeah. you've been... No, it's like, I can't even talk about it. Like, I really can't. It's so... Um, until I get that license, I can't do the act of raising money. Okay, but what do you want to do? With that license, yeah. I am allowed to seek capital from accredited investors uh, who I don't know previously through a family and friends relationship, mm. right? Which allows me to expand my network, which then means like, instead of doing, like I can only do like, you know, we've been talking about this a lot. Our communities are, are startup communities. We all flew in on a plane at some point in our lives and we're starting, we hit the ground running in Canada and we're trying to like get things up and running. That doesn't usually generate intergenerational wealth, right? So most of the people I know have a hundred to 200 to $500,000 to invest. When you're trying to do big real estate development projects, that's just not enough, man. And like you, you need people that can write, you need to be able to, to write 20, 30, 40, $50 million checks. Cash. So do you do, do you do the method where you go after that segment? I haven't up until recently recently, like everything I've ever done has been with, you know, you, what'd you call it? A PhD? Papa has dough. Papa has dough. Yeah. I call it OPM other people's money. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've everything I've done up to this point has been me talking to my family and friends who were so kind as to support my endeavors and to believe in me. And, and we grew wealth together, right? I put in a lot of sweat equity because I didn't have cash. And then I would take their money and grow it. Uh, and I get a percentage Is of the hard profits. raising money. Is it hard raising money? Uh, I think without the right pedigree, which I don't believe I have, uh, it is like you, if you were in investment banking and then you went into private equity and you knew all the institutional capital, uh, that, that spreads out the money in investment communities, 1 million percent. I've been in the trenches operational, trying to figure out how to do things step by step in specific businesses. So, uh, I don't have the Rolodex. I don't know the CEO of AIMCO or CPPIB or Brookfield or whatever it is. And even if I did know them, they're not giving me cash until I build 10 buildings. And then they can say on their like due diligence checklist, this, this person has done this before. I I'm literally trying to do it from scratch. It is difficult most of the time to raise capital because I'm always doing the next thing. It's not like if I, when I first started raising money, I was buying apartment buildings that were existing that produced cash flow that would that, like investors were taking a jump off of the ground floor with me. They didn't really care. It wasn't that big of a risk. Then I started doing renos. Then I started doing like repositionings. And then I started doing land plays. So like with each passing thing, I'm doing more and more risky projects. But to get to the next phase, which is construction, and that's ultimately like the end goal, um, you're talking about like hundreds of millions of dollars and something called construction guarantees. And like, it's like a big boy game. So it takes, uh, it takes, 
either a, a really large community of people, like you can raise it small dollars a lot at a time, or you get like a big daddy to write you like a $50 million check, like a Brookfield or a Nameco or a whatever, like an institutional investor to write you that. I think you're the one to do it, man. I want to do it individually, man. These it. are my people. My, my I want to do that too. You want to help the people. I mean, like, uh, but there, that whole industry, it, very similar to the, the, like at EXP style, like it's got a bit of a taint because there's people that have done it in the past that have scammed people. Mm. Right. Like, you know, I, I don't want to say like specific names and, and examples, but there's people. <laughs> no, it's not my yeah. Yeah. Right. It, but it happens, right? Like people raise money. The people that they're raising money from are believing based on the person selling them that they're telling the truth, but the project has no merit or, um, the structure of the project or the way that their money is going into it is not very protective of them. So there's, there's problems with all that too. I think you do it in a better way, man. This has been amazing. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Is there like parting messages you want to give to the people? Say anything that you want, bro. Anything? Anything that you want. Don't get, uh, don't come on this podcast unless you have <laughs> writing off the rest of the day because I didn't know this was going to happen. I, I've already accepted that I'm going to do this only on Fridays. Friday yeah. afternoon. This is a Friday yeah, afternoon no, no, no. podcast. This is, this, this is good. Um, Not Monday morning. Parting, parting words is just basically, listen, if you, if you, if you have a desire to do something, just get in the right room. Um, Today I walk into this guy is living in a castle, and like I said, he he treats it like a basement apartment. Surround yourself with people that are doing big things, and just copy and paste in your industry. That's what I'm doing. That's what he's doing. That's what you do, and you just you don't have to reinvent the wheel and uh, get good mentors. <laughs> if you're a real estate agent, <laughs> you want to know more about EXP. You call me. Call me. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Rick, thank you so much for coming on. That was awesome. Thank you. Um, as always, uh, if you want to hear more podcasts, please tune in. Uh, you can find more episodes on basemhanna.com. That's B-A-S-E-M-H-A-N-N-A.com. You can also find me on Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, Till next time, thank you for tuning in. Peace.